Welcome to the journey. You walk with me, I walk with you. Together we face life. Hand in hand, side by side. With Jesus the mastermind. It takes faith, it takes a step. To finish a thousand miles. But together, we're in this. And this is called the journey. What's up, everybody? Hope all is well, and welcome back to the Journey Podcast with your host, Karen Sam. Hope all is well. It's a new week, and we thank God so much for bringing us into this new week. Today is Tuesday, March 17th, and it's the ninth episode of The Journey. Guys, it's nine weeks, ninth episode. We thank God so much for bringing us thus far. On last week's episode, we had part three of the five-part series, Praying for My Spouse, with guests Lord and Bianca Anderson. And guys, help me thank them so much. They were such a blessing to us. They came on and shared their very personal and long but beautiful journey of how the Lord brought them together. And I know we were blessed because I definitely was blessed. Today, we're going to continue the five-part series, Pray for My Spouse, with a guest speaker. Today is part four, and next week, God willing, will be part five. And those two episodes are going to be Q&As. So we were planning just the Q&A session for part four, and then we'll have the finale of the series with um, our pastor, who is our special guest for today and next week. But I believe that a lot of the questions that you guys sent were real good questions, and we couldn't answer them all. We actually only answered a few um, for this episode. So stay tuned. The rest of the questions are going to be answered next week, God willing. I really can't wait for our pastor to come on. He's so wise. He's so amazing, so knowledgeable, and I just love him so much. So um, usually I wait to like tell you guys a little bit about (laughs) our guests, but I'm just gonna, I don't know. Today's episode is different. So stay tuned. If you've been tuning into the show, welcome back. But if you're a first-time listener, let me tell you a little bit about the show. So The Journey is a Christ-based podcast that is going to focus on anything and everything that has to do with our lives in this generation, such as education, relationships, health, career choices, love, marriage, singlehood, purity, celibacy, everything that our generation is facing right now. We're going to deal with them, but we're going to learn how all of these things can be better if and when we have Jesus in the center. New episodes drop weekly on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. And you can find the episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio, and a lot of other streaming platforms, apparently. Please and please again subscribe. Once you get on iTunes, once you get on Google Podcasts, subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified when new episodes drop. Before we begin today's show, we pre-recorded with Pastor. Before we begin, I just want to talk a little bit about what is going on in the world now. So the last time we spoke, I think I mentioned, the last time we talked about the global disease outbreak, we talked about the coronavirus and we only said that there were 91 cases here in the U.S. So we know we should just pray and prepare ourselves and all that stuff. In the last two weeks, the cases have grown to over 4,000 and there's been about maybe 400 deaths. Guys, correct me if I'm wrong. And no, no, no. I think 
yeah, there's been 4,000 cases, but I, just a few deaths. Sorry, I was wrong there. But I just want us all to not be afraid. The Bible, I've been seeing this thing going around all week that the Bible says, fear not 365 times, enough for each day of the year. There's a reason why when the Lord does something or he comes to us, he tells us not to be afraid because we are believers. He has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So with all this going on with the quarantines, us staying home, this like I live in Jersey and there is a curfew like at 8 p.m. You're not supposed to be going out between 8 p.m. and 5 a.m. It's scary. If you get caught by the police, it's, you know, you can get fined, but like I said, when you hear the news, I'm not a news person. I remember when I was little, my mom used to watch news all the time. And I'm like, oh, the news is so scary. I don't know why you watch it, blah, 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 blah. But right now is a season where we just have to be vigilant. These are the last days. You know, the Bible tells us in Matthew 24 that the signs of the end age, there'll be rumors of war, there'll be um, pestilence and diseases. And guys, remember, we all thought World War III was starting like in January, then all of a sudden the coronavirus came out of nowhere. And the coronavirus technically is like a cold, but for some reason, it really affects people who have a weakened immune system. So I just want us to be vigilant. I just want us to know where we are standing with God because he's coming soon. Jesus is coming soon and we just have to prepare ourselves. Let's just be ready, guys. Let's be ready. Let's be ready. That's all I can say, honestly. Let's be ready and let's make sure that we are standing right with God. If you haven't forgiven somebody, please forgive them. If you're holding a grudge against somebody, go talk to the person. If, I don't know, if there's any impediment that is going to stop us from reaching heaven, guys, let's just work on it because he's coming very soon. I know we've been saying the last days since 2020 years ago when Jesus died on the cross and rose up again, but it's real and he is coming soon. Even it doesn't take, even if it's this year or a few years from now, he's coming so let's prepare our minds and prepare ourselves. As for what we can, my motto is do your best and let God do the rest. So what we can do right now physically to stop this virus from spreading, if you feel like you're sick or you've been exposed, just stay home. Quarantine yourself. Make sure that you don't have any contact with anybody because apparently this virus is spread. It's not airborne, but it spreads by droplets and surface areas. So if you sneeze, sneeze into your elbow, wash your clothes frequently. Don't use the same tissue over and over again. Wash your hands with soap and warm water. And if you don't have access to be washing your hands consistently or frequently, have hand sanitizer with you and continue to wash your hands and stop touching your face. I struggle with that. I touch my face all the time. But we have to stop touching our faces because what if, God forbid, you've touched something that has the virus on it and then you rub your eye or you rub your nose or you put your hand in your mouth. So guys, please, let's be vigilant. Let's be careful and let's be ready because the Lord is appearing in his glory soon. On today's show, I am so excited. I have one of my favorite people ever. And I say that I feel like I say that about everybody, but for real, for real, this man is my favorite person ever. He, I can't, I can't, I can't describe him. He's so wise. He's so simple, so disciplined, principled. Like, I just love him. You can't hate him. Like, he's just that lovable. And even when you do hate him, it's because of something he did. <laughs> but he ends up 
exceeding your expectations, and then you start to love him like you never hated him. I know um, last week, Nora Bianca said that um, when they first came, they hated Pastor. and um, But now, you know, we all love him. This man means so much to me. Ever since I was a little girl, as you know, his name is Pastor Xiao. My name is Karen Xiao. He's my big brother. He's my big brother. He's my mentor, my dad, my spiritual father. He's everything to me, guys. So guys, help me welcome my pastor, Pastor Sion. Hey, Pastor. What's up, girl? <laughs> How you doing? Better than I deserve. The, the rums you always <laughs> Oh, wow. So, okay. So, I'm doing good. Thank you so much for asking. I see you're doing great with your podcast. Oh, thanks, Pastor. <laughs> Guys, you have, thank you. You have no idea how nervous I am. With my papa on the show. Me too. <laughs> really? Yeah. You carry it well. <laughs> you carry it very well. So, but before we begin, you know, I just want us to get to know you a little more. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? That's a hard question to answer. I know. It's very open-ended. It's, okay. So let me. It's, it's very hard <laughs> to, to describe myself because there's nothing to describe. Really? Yeah. Okay, I my can name say. Is John, okay. And Maxwell will say, I'm your friend. <laughs> so, like you said, Dave Ramsey, John Maxwell, these are people you listen to, look up to? A lot. Wow. A lot when it comes to um, finances. Mm. I listen to Dave Ramsey when it comes to um, leadership, John Maxwell when it comes to um, teachings in God's Word, Chuck Swindoll. And um, um, just Stanley. Oh, wow. And then when it comes to love and communication, let's parrot. Wow. So you would say you have mentors for every subject that you want to learn? Every area that I want to grow. Not just that I want to learn. Mm -hmm. Because when it comes to learning, I think I don't close myself up when it comes to learning. Mm -hmm. I, I open myself up to anything to learn anything because um in this generation knowledge is power yeah and number two i have this quote that the one with knowledge will always lead Mm. and since um in my congregation demographics have more of youth and teen youth i i open myself up to a lot a lot of stuff so when people need counseling I can be of help. So I don't limit myself when it comes to borrowing knowledge. Mm, that's amazing. Guys, I can tell you, my this is my pastor. So wise, so loaded in knowledge and wisdom. So I can't wait for today's show. So we're going to get into it. I'm excited. <laughs> so this today's episode is a Q&A session. We've been treating, um, praying for my spouse for the past couple of weeks. We've also been talking about purity and celibacy before and during courtship. And a lot of um, our listeners had a lot of questions and feedback. Wow. And in all the shows, I knew they couldn't wait to meet you. I think you should have invited the people that talked about it. Oh, yeah. So all of us will. That would have <laughs> been that great. That would have been nice. Yeah. Maybe hey, an, another show. Let's go. We'll <laughs> so, do our best. Definitely. Definitely. So, you know, we just want to begin, kick off the Q&A session 
talking about. And I know everybody's excited because all the past episodes we've been mentioning, our pastor said this, our pastor <laughs> taught us that. So it's like people are like, oh, who's this pastor? We want to know this pastor. So I'm so happy you're here. Okay, so first question um, that we got, it says, are we supposed to be actively looking for a spouse or do we wait for God to bring a spouse to us? Wow. Can you repeat the question? (laughs) Yeah, these questions are loaded. Okay. It says, are we supposed to be actively looking for a spouse or do we wait for God to bring a spouse to us? Hmm. I I think that this question is in two ways. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in this generation, there are two words that I think they are mistakenly used and misplaced. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that a child of God should not be looking for a spouse. Should mm-hmm. not be looking for a spouse. A child of God is supposed to seek for a spouse. Hmm. What's the difference between looking and seeking? The, the, the difference between looking um, looking and seeking is one got to do with the flesh mm-hmm. and one got to do spiritually. Because mm. if you look at the meaning of look or looks, it says that lastfully, mm. so you know the moment you hear lastfully, flesh is wrong. <laughs> And one of the things that I believe strongly is that before you look for something, it means that you had it and you missed it and mm. you are looking for it. Mm. And so when you say you are looking for something, you have something in mind. You have an image in mind. You have some attitude in mind. You have some character in mind. And a lot of times, all these images we have in mind are our, our, our inadequacies. Mm-hmm. Like, Things we fall short in them, and then we, we, we create them into an image, and then we look for this stuff in somebody else to complete us. And each time you 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 sail the journey of looking, you will find something. Mm. And that does not necessarily mean that this is the will or purpose of God. Right. And the reason why I'm I'm going going this direction is I've been listening to you and you always one thing that you say that I always love is that this podcast is biblically based mm-hmm. and spiritually based. Mm-hmm. But if if we say seek to seek something, it says to try to find or get something, especially something that is not. A physical object. Mm, wow, there's a deeper understanding to the word seek. And 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 each time I'm asked a question about marriage, I always go back to the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. It was God's idea about marriage. It was God that said it is not good for the man to live alone, mm-hmm. to live by himself. Let me make him a helper. Mm. And so if, if marriage is the mind of God, if marriage is God's idea, mm-hmm. of which it was a spiritual thing that he made it manifested in the physical. And another thing that I, I want you to understand was that when God was done creating the man, he said something that everything that he did was good. Mm. Yet he came back and he said, it's not good that for a man. It's not good for a man. Mm-hmm. To be alone. To be alone. 
So what does this mean? What it simply means is that God had already made the woman in the loins of the man. Mm. And that is why when God put man to sleep, he didn't create another person. He took the rib of the man and out of that made a woman because he had already designed that in the man. Mm. And so relationship, no, no, marriage is a spiritual thing mm. that manifests itself in the physical. And so um, if we pursue looks or if we take it into our own hands, to go and look for our spouse, mm -hmm. we could be deceived. Mm. And so personally, I believe that you can you cannot also sit down and say that, not do anything mm -hmm. and say that God is going to bring me my wife. No. Or my husband. Mm -hmm. No. When you are single, that moment is the time where you pursue God. Mm. At that time, you become you should become intimate with him. And there's a whole bunch of component and process that goes on. And out of that, he will link you to your spouse. To your spouse. But a lot, a lot of times in, in, in this world, people, people see marriage as companionship. Like, I feel bored. Mm -hmm. I need somebody. I'm lonely. I'm lonely. Mm -hmm. I'm this. I'm that, oh, I can pay the bills myself. Oh, I need Kate. I need somebody that will support me. Look, all these things are good, but these are not the ultimate for marriage. Mm. I always tell anybody that I counsel that this person you are married to is God trusting you with their life, mm. that you will help this person and complete them. They are God's project for you. That tomorrow you gotta take them back to God. Mm. That is what I believe that marriage is. And so if we will change our mindset and switch our mind from looking to seeking, we will be able to one lay down our will, because it is our will that will urge us to look. But if we submit our will, under God and his ordinances and and, and guidance, then he will, we will seek. Mm. And, and I love what Jesus said. Anyone that seek, we'll find. find. Definitely. Yes. That's wow. what I believe. So this brings me to the next question, actually. Is there such a thing as soulmates? Does God have one specific person for you to marry? Yes. Mm. So there is such thing as the one. Oh, always. There hmm. is. I, I never saw in the Bible that Adam married two women. Mm. So what about, um, let me play devil's advocate. What about someone like Jacob or Abraham? If you, if you look at Jacob, mm -hmm. if you pay attention to all this stuff, you're going to see some circumstances mm -hmm. that led to all these people. Okay, Abraham was married to Sarah. Mm -hmm. And even later, you're going to hear God talk about, my covenant for the promise is with Sarah. Mm. Because that is the marriage that my hand is in. Mm. But because of their circumstances, that when, when Sarah introduced the idea, 
Abraham, who was the head of the family, was supposed to just twat that idea. Right. And 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 encourage the wife that the God that we serve is faithful. Mm-hmm. And he will see us true. But I always say that since the young lady lived with them and maybe they was interested. <laughs> oh Abraham. You, you don't know. You, you know, because I, I don't think that it can just happen mm-hmm, one mm-hmm, day that mm-hmm. hey, take her and this and that. And you would. And then you just yeah. But, but hey, um we can't talk too much because I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I read from the Bible. Right. But all these people in the word of God, there were circumstances that created these situations. Mm-hmm. But then when we go back, the question that we ask ourselves, was this God's will mm. or his permissive will? Mm. You understand? And mm-hmm. so, and that is why in today's world, the way we enter into marriage is, is a lot of time questionable. Mm-hmm. And so you realize that marriages don't last. Hmm. Because a lot of people don't even understand or have the idea of what the whole thing is. Because of the concept of companionship, a friend, a relationship, somebody that will be there for me, somebody that I will talk to, Mm -hmm. it ends up in Mm. an intimate relationship and then something comes out and then later, but then I always go back and I ask myself, what happened to Mm. The first time that you saw each other, you were like, oh my God, I'm in love, mm-hmm. this and that. What happened? Like, best friends turning into enemies now? Mm-hmm. Like, what happened? And so I believe that there is the one. Mm-hmm. And I believe that to every man, there is the woman. Mm-hmm. To every woman, there is the man. But the society we live in today, mm-hmm. Wow. It's giving a lot of room for everybody to just go after their own um, evil desire mm-hmm. and intent and stuff like that. And, 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 and that is why there's a lot of chaos in, 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 in marriages. Wow. But if we can wait, mm. and that's seek the key word. God. See, society will tell you, you are old. Mm-hmm. But what is old? <laughs> in whose eyes? In whose eyes? A guy went to a hospital and um, he did all, you know, those vital stuff that they do at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And the nurse said, the last time you were here, this was your weight. And this time, uh, it looks like you are overweight. And the guy said, over whose weight? <laughs> Seriously. Over whose weight? Mm-hmm. Like, who, who said the weight for us? Mm. The, and who are you comparing me to? Right, I right. am overweight. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the issue that yeah. we all have in society. Mm-hmm. People don't even sit down to ask themselves certain questions. Why do I need a relationship? Why do I need to be in a relationship? What is my purpose of entering into a relationship? Hmm. And what am I going to give to that relationship? These are questions that sometimes you have to sit down and ask yourself. And if you're not able to answer these questions, you are not ready. Wow. Simply put. That's it. Oh, wow. Because you can't expect anybody to be the source of your happiness. Hmm. You can't expect anybody to be the source, to be the source to complete you mm-hmm. as a human being. You need to be complete yourself. Yeah. You need to be your source of 
inspiration to joy and happiness. Mm -hmm. You can't get that from anybody. And that's why I pity people that pay money to go to a a comedy concert or show. And then I ask myself, after you spend that money and you come home, what changed? Mm. Nothing changed. It was just a moment. Mm -hmm. But encouraging self to be happy should be a lifestyle. Mm. Mm-hmm. It should be a lifestyle. Like when you wake up in the morning, you shouldn't let Tuesday be a continuation of Monday. That's true. Monday ended last night. Mm-hmm. This is a new day that God has made. Mm. You are alive. You are not sick. You are not dead. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you need to be happy right. that this is a new day. A lot of people want to sleep. Some of them are still sleeping. Mm. And they've entered into eternal sleep. And you are not. Why should you continue to let something from the past? And because you can be your own source of inspiration to happiness, you'll be looking for it Mm. from guys, from other women, and stuff like that. And, and, And if you are not happy, nobody can make you happy. If you are not happy, no matter what anybody does, you still... Not gonna be happy. Hmm. <laughs> this is so amazing. Wow. This is so profound because we've we've been talking about that for the last couple of shows that you don't look for a spouse to complete you. And you've taught us that so many, Mm-mm. you know, we've always heard you say that that you can't be completed by somebody else. Mm-mm. You must be complete in yourself. So next question that I feel ties into what we're saying is. How can I heal from the hurt of a broken relationship? Hmm. How can I heal? Mm-hmm. Um, my, my answer, a lot of people are not going to agree with <laughs> Please say it though. <laughs> you are never going to be healed. Hmm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I don't think you will ever be healed. I don't think so. Why? You can manage the pain. But I don't think it never goes away. You know, it becomes like a scar. Mm. Mm. The wounds are gone. The pain is gone. The pain is gone. The memory is still there. The memory is still there. Oh Lord. <laughs> and that is why my heart goes out for the upcoming ones. You know, I would advise young people. If you don't know how to handle pain, if you don't know what pain is, if you don't know what hurt is, if you can't define it, not on paper, but emotionally, Mm. don't get in a relationship. Mm. Wow. You might ask why. Yeah, why? You see, a lot of people have put themselves in an immature relationship. That that immature relationship leaves leave scars, hurt, pain, and when they are matured and ready for relationship, that mm. that immature relationship, the experience they got, mm-hmm. lives with them to determine their matured relationship. Mm. Wow, scars of the past, and in between, I call prematurity. You, you, that <laughs> look, God is so wise mm. to have stages 
in life mm-hmm. that each stage teaches a person something add value to that person mm-hmm. help that person to grow to a certain level in life mm-hmm. and then the next stage continues but here we are um let's say it takes 18 years for me to be processed mm-hmm. to become a young adult mm-hmm. 18 years no matter what i do it's going to take me what 18 years. years to be processed to become a teenager mm-hmm. or a young adult you understand mm-hmm. this is just a process here we are i am now fully processed i get myself entangled with somebody else who is also not fully processed don't know anything about love you see a lot of these times what people say i'm in love i'm in love it's mm-hmm. not actually them being in love <laughs> they are just like the definition for last um looking or looks say mm-hmm. lustfully mm-hmm. like they see that oh, oh my god he's smart mm-hmm. that's it is tall is tall handsome is handsome mm-hmm. and they don't even know what handsome is <laughs> hmm you understand mm-hmm. and so they just go about this outward attractions mm-hmm. and beauty and then they give their heart mm. but then after a while they realize that no i'm better than this but then their heart have been already been messed up emotionally they've been messed up mentally they've been messed up and so a lot of times you see people young people come out of relationship and when they get out of that relationship they look at all men mm. as that guy mm-hmm. that's real they look at everybody as all women as 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 that that lady because of the way they treated them mm-hmm. and stuff like that and and one of the things that I'm a strong believer in is everything you are expo- exposed to a cape is stored in your heart mm-hmm. when you are by yourself when you are alone it plays back mm-hmm. that's why i said that the healing mm-hmm. pain will go away wow the scar you can deal with you can deal with it each time you see the scars mm. it's going to remind you of something and memories are funny because all all these are memories that have built on over the years mm-hmm. even though sometimes you have a scar on your skin you don't feel it that mm-hmm. is there or you are not reminded all the time that is there mm-hmm. until you look at it until you look at it mm-hmm. and each time you look at it I kid you not doesn't matter 20 years that that incident happened or whatever it will take you back. Mm. That's the job of memories. Wow. So to every human being we have memory banks you know in our mind in our heart in our soul in our spirit and so certain circumstances and situations draw them out. It's mm. like a well they draw them out and they can cripple you take you back to and um, the freshness of that incident and if you are not careful you can't move on anymore mm. and so we we ought to be very very careful how we 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 place ourselves in life because certain things 
today can mess your future up mm. and it'll be it for you. As small as a broken heart. Wow. No, if your heart is broken, what else can you do with it? <laughs> you have to fix it. How are you gonna fix it? It's broken. How are you gonna fix it? <laughs> he. How are you gonna mm. with what glue? Hmm. Or what tape? Crazy, what? crazy glue. Crazy glue. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and these stuff like they are invisible. They are yeah. We we can't see, we don't see them. And so sometimes we take them for granted and and, and, and we get messed up mm-hmm. in the future. Wow. Okay, so you said something about processing time. Mm-hmm. There's a time that you have to be processed mm-hmm. before you can. Mm-hmm. So one of the questions here is how young is too young to be in a romantic relationship? Why do we even have to add a romantic relationship? I mean, <laughs> what is romantic relationship? I, I guess, you know, relationship is so broad. You know, there's yeah. familiar relationships and stuff. But I think, you know. But me personally, when I hear romantic relationship, they're sleeping together. Mm. Really? Of course. Wow. When I hear romantic relationship, they're sleeping together. Mm. Like, what else? Because even if you're kissing the person... You're sleeping with them. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Guys, when I, my first time ever hearing that, like, I was so convicted. Like, and I, I felt so, because I thought set, I, I hadn't had sex yet, so I thought I was okay in God's eyes, not knowing that, you, you call it what, um, <laughs> bowling. Bowling. <laughs> bowling. <laughs> not knowing that bowling, bowling was you also. You have bowling shoes if you're bowling. <laughs> Wow. So you know, if if we if we go um, deeper into the Word of God, mm-hmm. the Bible says that who scoop mm-hmm. coals of fire into their chest, in their chest, mm-hmm. and they don't feel the heat. Mm-hmm. You know, when what is the purpose of kissing somebody? It, it leads to no, no, no. That we're not talking about what it leads to. Okay. What is the purpose of kissing somebody? It's a form of, I guess, intimacy. To be intimate with them. Mm-hmm. Mm? And what does kissing produce? Feelings. Feelings. Mm-hmm. And it takes you to a place where you become vulnerable and you lose self-control. Mm. And if you lose self-control, whether the person sleep with you or not, you're falling into it. Mm. You're done. Wow. <laughs> and so self-control... Is the act of being able to control yourself to prevent the kissing. Mm. Not after kissing and then later hold the person and say, no, 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 you, you can't, can't touch yeah, me like this yeah. place. No, you don't, you lost control. Mm. So self-control is you not allowing it to happen yes. at all. Yes. That's what I would say. Mm. But if we begin the journey, <laughs> because even if we, I push you away, you push me away, and we leave each other. Mm. What kind of mindset are we working home with? Mm-hmm. Some go home and continue what they didn't finish. Mm. And stuff. And that's why I said that if we go deeper in the Bible, Jesus said that if you look at a woman lastfully, mm-hmm. huh, mm-hmm. you've committed adultery with them. How about that? Mm. He didn't say kissing them. Just looking. So just looking. And so uh, a lot of Stuff has been distorted in our generation. Mm. 
and 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 we think that they are cool. It is okay. Everybody is doing it, and so I'm fine. Look, um, I would say age is age is just numbers, mm-hmm. but it plays a major role in in, in our lives. You mm-hmm. understand? Like some people, their development are very fast; mm-hmm. others are slow. And so, personally, I won't say that at this age you are good and ready to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I would say is that there are certain things that precede other stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I know as a young lady, one day you pray to God and wish that you'll be married. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Not until you have all the necessary preparations in place, I will advise you to put yourself in that circumstance or that situation. Because mm. if you are not careful, you will be compelled Mm? Mm-hmm. to let somebody else come complete you. Mm. And now you go through the whole complete process. By yourself. By yourself. And a person becomes pregnant at their teenage years. And then the family tells them, you get to marry her. Mm-hmm. Um, were they ready? Hmm. Nobody knows. Do we know what's going on behind closed doors? Nobody knows. Did they love each other? Nobody knows. Did they, did they ever go through the proper processing time to be whole mm. by themselves? Mm-hmm. We don't know. But a circumstance put them together. And families are saying that, no, you're going to marry them. Mm. And then you realize that they will be unhappy the rest of their lives. And if you're not careful, you're going to hear about suicide, mm. a whole bunch of mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. killing and abuse and stuff like that. You understand? Mm-hmm. Of which, if both of them are taking the time, I believe from 5 to 18, your focus should be school. Mm-hmm. Even beyond, I think. But I'm coming there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, it's too, that's too yeah, high school. Yeah, it's high school. And after that, you know, that's, that's where, you know, you are now growing or you are being exposed mm-hmm. to life. This is where a person sit down and ask themselves, what am I going to do in the future? Mm-hmm. Pick a career. The next four to six years, pursue that career. Mm-hmm. Make sure that when you get out of school, you are okay. Right. You are you are, you are well to do. Mm-hmm. You understand? So nobody can come and, and bluff you. Mm-hmm. So nobody can come and belittle you, look down on you, and stuff like that. Like sometimes we invite some of these things mm. because we put ourselves in situations where they happen. And so um, I, I, I think that a good age, if you are asking me for age, I would say 25 and up. But it shouldn't be a romantic mm. relationship. Just be... A relationship. It could be a relationship. Wow. Like, it should be friendship. Mm. Oh, that's why, you, you know, like, because at that time, you might have an idea or be exposed to so many stuff mm-hmm. that will help you make great, great, essential, wise decisions. Because mm-hmm. life is about decision making. And if you make good decisions, the rest of your life is going to be good. You make bad decisions. You're going to live and pay the price the rest mm, of your life. That's so it's, so true. It's very, very important. All this stuff.
So in a courtship or in a relationship, once you do get into that relationship and um, you, I guess you get your confirmation that this person is from the Lord, what steps do you then take? You mean the two of you? The two of you. You know, I'm talking in the sense of families, um, us being in the church, as well as um, physical touch. Because I know you said that with romantic relationships. Physical touch is when you guys are married. Mm. Mm-hmm. So no, I remember when Lucy came onto the show with her husband, Deacon Ray, they said that they didn't hug, they didn't, they tried not to hold hands, you know, so even that, like that drastic? It's not drastic. <laughs> I'm speaking on behalf of the listeners. It's, it's, it's not drastic. <laughs> you see, we have made it to be mm. drastic, mm-hmm. but it's not. Mm. Look, um, can we go back some years back? Mm-hmm. No social media, mm-hmm. no television, mm-hmm. none of all this stuff that today enhances on on last. You think we would have had any issue? Mm-mm. No, definitely not. And we won't be talking about oh, why can't I hug her? Mm-hmm. Why can't I mm-hmm. kiss her? Mm-hmm. Like if this is the person that I'm going to marry, why can't I sleep with them mm-hmm. and stuff like that? It's all because they are all preconceived ideas. Mm-hmm. That we get off of social media. Of social media. Wow, that's so true. And we never sit down to look back. Nah, nah. I'm a child of God. What does God expect from me? Mm. But you know, in today's world, the definition of a child of God is different. Oh, Lord. <laughs> People just go to church and they call themselves children of God. Mm. No. Wow. Because, you see, with all these things that we're talking about, the physical touch and stuff, I, I remember the first time I kissed somebody, I couldn't enter the house of God because mm. I, I felt like I was filthy. Mm-hmm. And I was like 25. <laughs> wow. Be- because the vow that I made to myself was that I will wait till I get, I get married and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when that didn't happen, you know, like I, I felt filthy. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. When I got, I got home because my father was a, our father was a <laughs> Lives upstairs, mm-hmm. church is in the first floor, and I lived in the basement. Mm. I got there, they were having service. I couldn't go to the sanctuary to go down there. Mm. I stayed outside till church was over. But the dumbest thing that happened that day was that I still would go through the sanctuary to, to go get to your to room. The <laughs> but that, you see, now the thing is, the fear mm. was not God. Mm. It was the people. Mm. And so, because the people were in there and they were having service, I, my mind was, that's when God is there. Mm-hmm. But after they left and I came back to my senses, it, it was hard for me to go to this. I was holding the walls, mm-hmm. thinking that God was going to strike me down because mm. I felt so filthy. Just kissing somebody. Wow. And this was not, you know, what people do. Like, it wasn't crazy as, you know, some of the stuff that... What's going on now? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I couldn't go to church. It was a Wednesday, I remember. Mm. Spent time, like, from that Wednesday night through Saturday to get myself ready to go to the house of God on, on Sunday. Sunday. Wow. And so the fear of God is what produces self-control mm. that help us overcome all these 
you know, like lustful desires. Mm-hmm. You know what the Bible talks about all this lustful desire? It says flee, mm-hmm. run, run, because you can't rebuke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not rebukable. <laughs> it's part of you. <laughs> It's, it's, it's part of you. Yeah. That's who you are. Yeah. Like, it's part of you. Mm-hmm. You are flesh. That's you. When I became born again, I didn't lose the sight that see beauty. Mm-hmm. I didn't lose that. Mm. But you know what God gave me new? To control it. Mm. And so you can put trust in the flesh and say, I'm a child of God. The Holy Spirit is in me. You realize that you'll be walking alone by yourself. And the Holy Spirit will leave you because... Mm. You go to places where it's not supposed to be. So this thing is, 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 is serious. It is. Very serious. And really we take is. it for granted. We it takes take a lot of granted. intentionality. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's a process that you take it daily. Mm. Now weekly. Daily. Father, see me through today. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you don't... Because there's a question that I, I always tell myself that if I see... The first woman that God created, mm-hmm. I will ask that a tree you're not supposed to eat of <laughs> eat fruit. What were you doing mm. under the tree? Mm-hmm. When you put yourself in a situation where you see each other over and over and over and over, even if you don't like the person, you start to you can develop. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's a lot of way to go about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, like you said, it requires a lot of intentionality, and I think that um, if truly this is a journey we want to make, mm-hmm. as you call the whole show, mm-hmm. then we gotta be intention- intentional about the whole process because process is very very important to God. Mm. And if you take time, you look in the Bible. Anybody that God used, anybody that God called. You know, he took time for them to be processed, because you the the if you want to if you want to experience longevity in your trade, it is determined by your processing time. Mm. The length of your processing time will determine how long you. Will. It's like the word capacity mm-hmm. and capability. Mm. One got to do with how much you can contain, and then how much how far. <laughs> You can go with what you contain. Hmm. So that's it for today, guys. Oh, I know that it was short, but he's going to be back on next week to continue answering all of our questions. I hope you guys were blessed because I definitely was blessed. Um, <laughs> so thank you guys for listening to the journey podcast with your host, Karen Sion. If you like our show and want to know more, please check our Instagram page at the journey underscore podcast and stay tuned for our coming website. Like we said last week, we apologize for not being as interactive on the Instagram page, but we will be, we'll be asking questions, but we also need you guys to answer the questions. We also need you guys, the feedback and the support. We need it all. Thank you guys so much for all you have done thus far. Join us next week when we continue the Q&A session with our pastor. I'm so excited. Please leave us a review on iTunes and Google Podcast. Remember, the fastest runner doesn't always win the race. The strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry, and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. Those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It's all decided by God, 
by times and seasons. I love you all and have a wonderful week. This is called a journey, yeah.